Okay, so we are here with another. This is our second cold open, so bear with us here. Um, if you didn't listen to the Roman Holiday episode, you should. That was our first one. We talked about um, something. Did we talk about our vacations? No, we talked about our uh, <laughs> the the best um, sort of spontaneous oh, trips that spontaneous we took. Spontaneous trips, yeah. Yeah. So for today's episode, the holiday, we are going to talk about um, our favorite blockbuster experiences because in the movie. Jack Black and Kate Winslet visit a blockbuster, mm-hmm. and he's like singing all the scores from the movies that they're passing by. Yep, exactly. So, what was your favorite blockbuster experience? I well, R.I.P. to Blockbuster, by the way. Yeah, I already talked about one of my blockbuster yes. experiences, so that is I don't remember what episode it was. But you were talking about Eagle versus Shark. I was. It might have been the Meg. I think it might have been, <laughs> um, but I didn't actually go to Blockbuster very much. I had a local spot called TNV Home Video. T and V. T ampersand. Okay. V Home Video. Not T N V the letter N. T and V, and it was also an ice cream parlor. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's the most '90s thing I've ever heard in my life. It was awesome. I loved it. I still know the exact layout in my head. And we would go after like every softball game. Didn't matter if we won or lose, a loss or draw. We would go and get our ice cream. And then I would go to, I forget what my number was, but you had to say your number to them when you wanted to check out a like video. Like your member number? Mm-hmm. And so I used to do that um, whenever I got my Mary-Kate and Ashley It's a Party series that I liked. That was uh, what you would rent? Always. Not always, but a how lot many, of the time. When in doubt. How many were there? A lot. And so the ice cream, I would get Moose Tracks ice cream most of the time. And it was amazing. It was an amazing place. It was heaven on earth. Heaven on earth for me. Yep. I had an actual block. I went to many blockbusters. I went to uh, one up by in my town by where um, like the Walmart is mm-hmm. up on like Route 9. Yep. And it used to be like where the Models is. It was like right. In, right across from it um okay. and i used to go with my mom uh, once a week we yeah once a week every time the next one was due you'd bring back you bring it back you'd get your next your next round yeah i was all partially a video game person i would rent video games from there oh. so the one that i rented was pokemon snap which is if you don't know it's the pokemon game where you it's like you just take pictures of Pokemon. Like you go to different areas and like That's there's cute. all these different Pokemon are around and you're taking pictures of them and you get points for the better pictures if they're centered, if it's close ups, like you have to do certain things to make certain ones appear. It was a really fun game. That I beat it fun. I beat the entire game in a day. I rented it from Blockbuster, I was done the next day. Uh that's one of the ones that I remember. Well, that's a good rentable one. Oh, exactly. Of yeah. course. Uh that one I also would rent a my sci-fi era, my um, creature feature era was kind of like FYE. That was a little bit later on. Mm. Um, but I would try to... I picked out some weird stuff from the OG Blockbuster, but it wasn't like... It wasn't anything that was like super memorable. It was just like, why would why would I... Why was I allowed to buy these types of movies? Right. It wasn't like they were like suggestive. It was like, why why would I show this type of movie to my mom? And my mom would be like, oh, perfect. Throw it, like, let's get it. <laughs> um they also, I remember, they used to have, like, the worst candy selection. Oh, really? Yeah. 
it was like everything you didn't, or at least everything I didn't want. Like what? It was like all the, if I remember correctly, it was all the, like the Willy Wonka type stuff that Everlasting was like. Gobstopper vibes. But like the reject versions oh. of that stuff. It was like, though it was one of the first places I remember being able to get Nerds Rope, which was kind of cool. Ew. I'm not a big fan of it, but I liked, I, there was a moment back when I was a kid where like Nerds Rope was the thing. Okay. Um, Let me see if I can look up real quick any like blockbuster I looked it up, but I didn't really go through the photos. A student this week brought in a, a oh, movie. Hot tamales are very, no, I don't are like very blockbuster chic to me. Those are gross. I, I had a student this week bring in a, a movie box of Mike and Ike's. M- Mike and Ike's, yes. And I was like, you like Mike and Ike's? And she was like, yeah, I love Mike and Ike's. <laughs> I was like, I haven't seen Mike and Ike's in a really long time. What about now or later's? Yeah, the now and later's was a big, a big. I see them here. I see Mike and Ike's. Yeah, it was all like dots. What's the one? What's the one that had like, um, like it was the shape of fruit? Oh, I don't see those here, but I know, I know which ones you're talking. I can picture them in my head. The banana. Yeah, the banana is the one that I picture. I did not like that. No, they also have sweet tarts. A lot of sweet tarts. Oh, I like sweet tarts. I'm not a sweet tarts fan. Better than Smarties, but yeah, Smarties were trash. Um. Yeah, no, this is... You this have is to look up the f- the candy that looks like fruit. Candy that looks like fruit. Yeah. It's not... It runts? Is it runts? That sounds familiar. Nestle runts. Yeah. yeah. We're an anti-Nestle runts podcast. Actually, no, yeah. we're pro-Nestle runts. Well, like, why not? <laughs> Are they still around? I don't see why they can't be. Uh, they is try runts really hard. Don't worry, runts isn't going anywhere as of 2021. I don't like the structure of that sentence. Runts isn't going anywhere. <laughs> Um, nope. That's a, that's a. This is not that runs. Never mind. This is a, Ill- well, not no longer illegal substance called runs that I just clicked. Oh, okay. Um, runs fruit shapes. Apparently they're still around, but they're not fruit like shaped. A, they're anymore? not like a thing anymore. No, wow. it's not like tricks. Yeah. So, blockbuster to me sticks out in my head for just having the worst candy. Okay. Um, yeah. So. That's it, I guess, right? Any other blockbuster experiences? Nope. All right. On Let's to the holiday. start the show. All right. So I'm just going to get into it. And we're back. I'm Aaron. I'm Tom. This is Baby's First Watch List. The podcast jumping into the festive season. Uh, week, week and a half late. <laughs> That's okay. We are covering another Nancy Myers movie this week. Is this our third one? Because um, we did The Parent Trap. No, this is our second one. This is the third one I've seen because we saw Something's, something's Gotta, gotta give. give. Yeah. But Actually, not that long ago. We didn't do that for the podcast, though. Um. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's like our second Nancy Myers movie in like a couple weeks, though. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, we did like two Lindsay Lohan movies in three weeks, too. Oh, gosh. I love it. This 2006 romantic comedy was written and directed by Myers, and it stars big, big cast of stars here Kate Winslet, Cameron Diaz, Jude Law, Jack Black, and Eli Wallach. And Rufus Sewell. And Edward Burns. Yes. And Shannon Susiman, I don't know. She's in all kinds of stuff. Okay. Uh, John Krasinski's in it. Catherine Hahn makes an appearance. Yes. 
It's like, it's crazy here. There's a cameo. Yeah, there's a great cameo, too. (laughs) The cinematography. mm, Yeah, you know it's Cundy. The world. We're doing another uh, Cundy cast here today. (laughs) Just love Dean Cundy. It's like our seventh Dean Cundy movie. Like, it's crazy. The music. (laughs) Hans Zimmer. Yeah, ever heard heard of of him? him. (laughs) Um, The editor, Joe Hutching. He's been nominated for four editing Oscars. Wow. He won for two. He won for the Born holiday? on the 4th of July oh. and JFK. So that's some Oliver, Oliver Stone. Stone action. He was also nominated for his other person he works with a lot, Cameron Crowe's movies, mm. Jerry Maguire and Almost Famous. He also does do Nancy Myers movies, like a couple of them he did yeah. as well. This, unfortunately, too long, 136-minute movie. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't... Th- I, it was long, but I wasn't dragging. It wasn't we also dragging watched it over three we nights. We also did watch it over three nights, so maybe that's why. <laughs> it was first filmed in California. Then they went across the pond to England. And then they finished filming back in California. So they did a little switcheroo. But I do appreciate that they filmed at the locations that it takes place in. Yeah. Um, the movie came out. There wasn't really much about the production of it. Um, the movie, Slightly surprising. Yeah. It came out in December 2006. And it was a hit. It made $205.8 million on an $85 million budget, which is a very high budget for a rom-com. Yeah, I mean, most of it went to the Dustin Hoffman cameo. It had to be. That cost zero dollars. Yeah. It received mixed reviews critically. It was, I think it was 80 mil to Cundy, and then the rest was for the rest of the movie. Worth it. <laughs> it had a 49% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, That's about right. It got mixed. Some people really did appreciate it. I know it's like seen as a holiday classic now. Yeah. Um, others didn't love it. It did win a Teen Choice Award for Choice Movie Chick Flick, which I'm sure okay. is not a category anymore. And it was nominated. Cameron Diaz was nominated for a TCA for um, an interesting category. Was it her dancing to Mr. Brightside? No, it was a <laughs> Choice Movie Hissy Fit. Okay. She had a couple <laughs> in this movie. Yeah. Um, last year there was a rumored sequel planned, uh, which, what would that even be? I don't know. Them just all living happily ever after. Like, okay. Spoilers. Um, but Myers and Winslet both denied it. They were like, no. Kate Kate Winslet's too busy learning the Delco accent to do Mayor of Easttown right now. Yeah, Mayor. Let's go to the Wawa, Mayor. (laughs) We need to get a cup of coffee from the Wawa. These are the people that we hear every single day in our lives. Yeah, not as intense as Mayor of Easttown. But like. Yeah, you get your South Jersey trash in there a little yeah. bit, you know? Love it. SJT. That, that's what I, it's me, baby. Um, and according to an interview with the BBC One Radio, a band that I've loved since college, the Wombats, they have a song called Kill the Director, which I've loved since college, and I had no idea that it was inspired by the fact that the band hated this movie. Yeah. The course goes, if this is a rom-com, kill the director. And then there's a whole, the end is just them going, this is no Bridget Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Which I told Aaron before we got on the podcast that one of the movies that I thought this was better than was Bridget. I don't like Bridget Jones' Diary. I'm I, not a fan. I will say this. I really love the movie Bridget Jones' Diary. I didn't like the book. The movie is a massive improvement on it. Um, I think Bridget Jones is a classic, but I, I, I understand like that I a lot of people it don't like it. For the first time, like two years ago, I really did not like it. I like this one better. This one I found to be 
perfectly fine. Bridget Jones is a uh, is like a Christmas movie too, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. NJ Connection. I was getting nowhere, but I found something. So this movie could never have been made without New Jersey. It, I'm gonna argue that because <laughs> it's time to get connected for free, free New Jersey Connection. Dean Cundy. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> He worked on independent movies with Deborah Hill. Okay. Before his big breakout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was what? What? What his was his big, big breakout? breakout? Was it Halloween? It was Halloween. Yeah, Deborah Hill. Which, of course, Deborah Hill, Deborah Hill, she set the movie um, in Haddonfield, Illinois, but it was inspired by her, uh, the town that she really settled and grew up in, which was, yes, indeed, Haddonfield of what state? The great state. The New Garden State. New Jersey. The Garden State, baby. So to me. We were there today. We were in Haddonfield. We went to a great cafe, Cafe yeah. Lift. Wore hockey masks. Everything. It was delicious. So, listen, here's my argument. Okay. If Dean yeah. Cundy had not made all these movies with Deborah Hill of Haddonfield, New Jersey, of Haddonfield, New Jersey, and filmed a movie that was in a very successful, in part due to the idyllic nature of our it's New Jersey suburban. suburb. Yes. Who knows if this movie ever would have been made? Yeah, Holiday may not have been made without Dean, Dean Cundy in Haddonfield, New Jersey. There you go. You just got connected for free. New Jersey connection. That's literally like the only way I could connect this movie well, to New Jersey. Correct. Nancy Mars is from outside of New Jersey. Like she was from like Philly, Philly right? suburbs. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a tough one. <laughs> it's Cundy. Every time Cundy comes up. Now. Yeah. Oh yeah. I could make that connection every time. Yeah. That's like what. 10% of our episodes are comedy yeah, episodes. exactly, <laughs> exactly. And guess what this movie also has in it? What? Lindsay Lohan. She's oh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is it? Is her and James Franco? Uh-huh. Right? Or, or like a movie trailer or whatever. Yeah. yeah. One other interesting thing that I kind of found. So when I was looking at the Wikipedia page, I scrolled down to the see also part. Okay. I rarely do that. And I always find something interesting. And I did this time too. It said the two two words, Tara Road. And Tara, like the name, and then road, like you drive on a road. And I was like, wonder what that is. So I clicked on it. Now, a reminder that The Holiday is a 2006 movie. Correct. Tara Road was a 2005 movie that was based on a book, a novel. And it starred Andy McDowell and uh, Olivia Williams, who's the wife from The Sixth Sense. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's about an American woman and an Irish woman who do a house swap. Oh, wow. And it like it got really bad reviews. And Stephen Ray is in it too. Oh, okay. And it came out b- a year before the holiday. Interesting. Isn't that interesting? Interesting, Nancy. And I wonder, like, hmm, did Nancy watch that and go like, oh, I could do better than that? <laughs> or was it one of those like prestige illusionist things? You know, where it just kind of happened. Well. I think doing two movies about magicians, you can kind of, I could take that as a coincidence. Or like First Daughter and well, like the Amanda Bynes one with a, Colin Firth, you apparently, know? Apparently, I did read that there was a big uptick in home swapping around this time, but I don't know if it was because of the holiday or like it was already a thing and then maybe a couple movies did, you know, have that concept in it. Yeah. I'm not sure. So I just thought that was interesting. I had never heard of Ian the movie. Ian Glenn is in it too. Yeah. Uh, Jorah Mormont from yeah. Game of Thrones. I've never heard of that movie before. Um, no, which me either. It's going to be great for you for uh, your little new game that you play. It is. Oh, no. Like a little Six Degrees game that you yeah. play. Yeah. That's going to be 
because you can get psh, go you to Stephen Rea. Oh, go to Stephen Rea. Oh my goodness. Go to Olivia Williams. Yeah. You are golden. It was <laughs> the Irish Times called it a sketchy conventional melodrama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Um. So that's all I got. Okay. Um. The holiday. That's the episode. Yep. No. Um, okay, so I'll do the... There was no tagline for this movie. Yeah, that's weird. They said, listen, we got Jude Law, we got Kate Winslet, we got Cameron Diaz, we got Jack Black. You're going to come see it. Mm-hmm. It's Nancy Myers. Like, we don't need we don't need to market this. That's exactly, it. exactly. We're putting the four of them on the poster. On the poster you can picture the poster it. in your head, or you can look at it probably because I It's true. It's a somewhere. very well-known poster, actually. Um, You get it. You don't need a tagline. Right. And I'm okay with that. Right. I'm okay with that. I love a tagline. Love a good tagline. Mm-hmm. Love a bad tagline, honestly. But, you know, it is what it is. All right, so I'm going to head into the plot summary. All right, to refresh your memory, in case you haven't seen it in a while, or have never seen it, Iris Simpkins, played by Kate Winslet, columnist for the Daily Telegraph in London, is still madly in love with her ex-boyfriend, Jasper Bloom, which is one of the most movie yeah, names I've ever heard in my life. Name. Very British movie name. Played by Rufus Sewell. Despite the fact that he cheated on her and is emotionally needy, Devastated when he gets engaged, she decides to leave for the holidays. Amanda Woods, played by Cameron Diaz, a movie trailer producer in L.A., breaks up with her film composer boyfriend after also finding he cheated on her. Coming across Iris's listing of her cottage for a home swap, she messages her and they agree to switch houses for two weeks starting the next day. Iris happily settles into Amanda's large house, but Amanda decides she has made a mistake in at going to Iris's cottage, which is like the most beautiful cottage I've ever seen in my it's life. It's gorgeous. And plans to return home the next day. Mm-hmm. That night, Iris's handsome brother, Graham, played by Jude Law, drops by after drinking too much at the local pub asking to spend the night, though he expected Iris and not Amanda. Right. Uh, Amanda agrees, and after they talk, Graham unexpectedly kisses her, and he does spend the night. The next morning, they go their separate ways, though Graham does invite Amanda to the pub with his friends the following night in case she decided to stay. That evening, Amanda, who does decide to stay, of course, goes mm-hmm. to the pub. Iris, meanwhile, meets Arthur Abbott, played by Eli Wallach, uh, Amanda's elderly neighbor, and when she drives him to his home, she learns he is an Oscar-winning screenwriter from like the Hollywood Golden Age. Yeah, he's so cool. Yeah, he like had he wrote part of Cas- Casablanca, like yeah. Over dinner, Iris tells Arthur about Jasper. He gives her a long list of movies with strong female characters to watch so she can become the leading lady of her own life. Mm-hmm. Iris persuades Arthur to be the speaker at a Writers Guild of America gala and exercises with him so that he can walk on stage without his walker. Iris also befriends Miles, played by Jack Black, a colleague of Ethan's, who was her um, ex, or who was uh, Amanda's ex, mm-hmm. who is dating aspiring actress Maggie. While at a blockbuster helping Iris look for one of the movies on Arthur's list, Miles catches Maggie with another man. Iris explains to Miles about her, tr- her own troubles with Jasper, and they have dinner together to bring each other's spirits up on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Fetter- Me- Christmas fettuccine. Meanwhile, Amanda opens up to Graham, telling him that she has not cried since her parents divorced when she was 15. Surpri- That's Tom vibes. Surprising him at... My parents didn't divorce. <laughs> No, they didn't, but not crying. <laughs> Surprising him at his house... <laughs> Amanda discovers that Graham is a widower with two young daughters, Sophie <gasps> Big and Olivia. Big plot twist. He says he kept his daughters a secret because compartmentalizing his life helps him deal with the overwhelming responsibility of being a single working father. That's got to be so hard. And he does not want to bring a woman into the girls' lives unless the relationship definitely has a future. Yeah, so let's bring this girl that you met two days ago over. They begin to think their relationship is more complicated <laughs> than they can handle. <laughs> 
On the day of the screenwriter's gala, Maggie asks Miles to take her back, but he refuses. Jasper surprises Iris by showing up at Amanda's house, but drawing on the example of the women from the films Arthur recommended to her, Iris kicks Jasper out. Yep. There were like seven names in that sentence. At the gala, Arthur walks on stage unassisted. King. And Miles asks Iris out on a date for New Year's Eve, which I will talk about this. Yeah, I you're got not a, a Miles fan. I got a lot to say about Miles. <laughs> she tells, uh, <laughs> Iris tells Miles that she'll be returning to England soon. Miles admits he's never been to England, so he asks if he could come over for New Year's. I. It's like when your like, friends from elementary school would call to ask if they could come over. You're like, <laughs> like dude, you got to ask me to go to your house. Like, That's not how this works. Iris happily accepts, and yeah. they share a kiss. Meanwhile, Graham tells Amanda he has fallen for her, and while she says she does not return the sentiment, they agree to try to make a long-distance relationship work. While heading to the airport, Amanda breaks down crying for the first time in and she's years. she's like, oh my god! She runs back to the cottage, and she and Graham make plans to spend New Year's Eve together with his daughters. On New Year's Eve, Iris, Amanda, Miles, Graham, Sophie, and Olivia all happily celebrate at Graham's house together, presumably leaving Arthur outside in the cold. <laughs> that is not part no. of it. <laughs> the holiday. Yay. All right. So I liked this movie a lot. It was fine. I liked it, it has more. Its moments. I liked it more this time than I did when I first saw it. I saw it when it came out, and I was too young for it. Yeah. I also, like... <laughs> some like rash judgments about certain characters that like now as an adult Amanda. I don't yeah I'd be like Amanda really like you just met this guy but that's uh obviously and he's drunk yeah literally <laughs> like not okay not good um, for a man <laughs> bad luck for our girl Amanda so I but that was when I was like 12 and now it's like a 31 year old I'm not I'm not as oh I'm not even 31 anymore oh my god this formerly is formerly so, 31 year old this is so sad um I am uh, I completely understand different people. must suck to not be 31 anymore <sighs> listen I, I, I apparently have, in my head I still like I still have like two months in a week. <laughs> um okay, so one of the reasons why I wanted to watch the holiday and I chose it for this month was because this past the past couple months I've been like seeing a lot of the holiday content. I've seen on more Instagram. I've seen more like cast Jack Black in romantic comedy yeah. stuff. Okay, I've first seen. there's a really great um movie merch site called Super Yaki. Sponsor us. Yeah, kidding. right. <laughs> and they um they do like little releases of um things that I guess they just find cool. They did a Mads Mickelson drop that like I loved. Yeah. Um they do like uh we have a lot of their hats. Um one about Jennifer's body. Yeah, Tony Collette. One about Tony Collette. Um, which I wore on the Sixth Sense episode. Yeah. And um, they have one now about like the holiday. They recently teamed up with um, the cinephile, the uh, little cinephile. Yeah. A uh, little set of products. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. Um, and so one of their like big things is like cast Jack Black in rom-coms kind of thing. Yeah. They've also got a, they do the picture of um, Nicole Kidman in the AMC ad that just has magic on I it. I love that. <laughs> Um, and I've been seeing, I saw this one reel like constantly where it's like, watch the holiday and make this baked brie dip. And I'm like, I'm like, I haven't seen the holiday in a really long time. Like maybe that's a big thing in it. It is not in it at Wait, all. What? Yeah. It was like, don't you want like send this to someone that you want to watch the holiday and make baked brie dip too. <laughs> what? <laughs> so I was like, I can't even find what that. It was like a reel. 
So I was like, so th- do they make like baked brie dip on the holiday? And no, they don't. No. No, they don't. So I was like, what is, why would it be baked brie dip? I mean, I love baked brie dip. Don't get me wrong. But I'm like, what is the connection there? And then I saw there's a an Amanda meme, Cameron Diaz's character, that is, has been like around the past couple of weeks. So I was thinking like, from all of that, this has kind of been categorized to me um, as a major kind of comfort film during the holiday season on social media. Do you get that from this movie, that it's a comfort movie? I do. Why? I said when we were watching that it felt like a polished Hallmark movie. Mm, that's interesting. But it's kind of like two polished Hallmark movies in one. Yeah. And I think that's also why it's 138 minutes or whatever, because it's really two movies in one. Mm-hmm. Um I do see it being a comfort movie. I don't think that there's any point throughout the movie that you think it's not going to work out for the characters. Oh, yeah. I think that... And and also, like in all of those types of comfort movies, they're generally like very financially wealthy oh, yeah, and privileged. Oh, yeah, they're rich and, and happy. Yeah. And so I, I don't think that there's any stakes in this movie, and I don't think that there really need to be because that's not really what it's going for. The one thing that I will say is like, uh, there's ways to make... Not every movie has to have a message. Yeah. But what is the message of this movie? I think that it's connected to like kind of all of Nancy Myers' movies, which seem to have in common the idea that like it's a lot of like women on the edge. Yeah. Like women needing a breakthrough in their lives or a change. And um, I think it's something like that, like embrace change, even if you're in a part of your life where like it feels like it's over it's not right and you could see that with both amanda mm-hmm. and with iris but you also get it with um, arthur with arthur exactly and so i think that's the message okay that's why i don't find it to be a comfort movie i find it to be very anxiety inducing really that these two women like need to like go and do you know like go out and to change their lives because they're unhappy I find that very anxiety inducing. Well, I can see that <laughs> I can see that from a perspective of we don't know what's going to happen next, but yeah. if you've seen like any movie, doesn't matter to me. You know what's coming next. It doesn't matter. Like I don't want to see Jasper popping up. Oh no, I don't like Jasper. Jasper's Jasper's I, bad vibes. Rufus Sewell is good at playing bad vibes. Bad vibes. I don't get bad Have vibes you ever from seen him. The Knights, a Knight's Tale? No. Oh yeah. I listen to Which has both him and uh Maggie Okay. <laughs> Jack Black's uh, yeah. girlfriend in it. Yeah. I not that I I I've seen Rufus Sewell in a couple of interviews, and I don't get bad vibes from him at all. Right. But he's great at playing. It's his eyes, I think. Yeah, he's really his good eyes at give it. off such like devilish bad vibes. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, no, I I I don't know. I don't think this. I can see this as a comfort movie for sure. There's dancing. Like if there's a happy lots ending, of, lots of fun music. There's a little. There's a. There's some sappiness. It's mid two thousands for sure. It is so everything from the mid two thousands is so mid two thousands. Okay, well, listen. Like I was really thinking, like while I was watching this movie, that like Kate Winslet's character really does epitomize that mid two thousands British woman on the edge. Do you know what I mean? Like think British or uh, Bridget Jones. Think any Emma Thompson role. Yeah. <laughs> where it's like. A frazzled Sybil Trelawney from a, Harry Potter. <laughs> a frazzled woman with a page boy cap, a really long scarf, a skirt, and like a really huge trench coat. Yeah. Really like running out of her colorful Portobello Road 
uh, house that you're like, how did she afford that? Into the blustery London streets. Just like, I need, I need to find the mincemeat. <laughs> that's what I get from that. And I think that's why I also don't find it to be a comfort movie to me because like I'm nervous and I feel like that's such also, a 2000, 2000s British woman thing. One thing that just really gets glossed over in this movie is the second where like Iris like turns the stove on and is like trying to harm herself. Yeah, that's which is almost played for a laugh. Which it like is. would not it is. would not it was work not nowadays. Okay. It was not okay. Um, yeah, that was kind of intense. It just, which is again another reason why like that is not a comfort movie to me. Like she literally is. Turning having, the gas on. Yes, and yes. having a um some a really severe mental like problem. Yes, and that to me is not like let's let's make baked brie dip and watch the holiday. Yeah, but then like like oh. but then like twenty minutes later, freaking Jack Black is in is in Blockbuster with her singing like scores from Rocky and 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 The Graduate. And he's kind of annoying though. Can, we need to talk about this. <laughs> Wait, let me go to my next question, okay. though, because I can connect it to okay. that. So I guess this brings me to, like, who was maybe the acting MVP and who is, like, the character MVP? Out of, uh, let's just say the four leads, because obviously Arthur's amazing. Arthur's the heart and soul of this movie. He's amazing. But let's put it to our four leads. Who is, like, the acting MVP? And then how would you, like, which characters did you like and not like? Kate Winslet is the best actress in this movie. Period. And she's, like, the best actress in most movies. (laughs) She just portrays that type of harried character so well. And she does the little things. Like, that's that's what I look for in, like, a great performance is the little things. Like, you, the way that she, like, 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 hunches her shoulders and, like, she just looks... Especially when, like, Rufus Sewell's around, when Jasper's around, she, like, crumbles. Yeah. And it's not always when she's the focus, you know? Like, when he's sitting there talking to her on the couch and he's, like, telling her, like, oh, me, me you, and Venice, like, mm-hmm. and she's, like, realizing that he's still with, with the girl. With his fiance, yeah. And, like, she just does, she, like, sort of, like like, is, like, curling up and recoiling from him Mm -hmm. and it's those types of not necessarily verbal acting moments that like put her above i don't want to drag people down but cameron diaz is not as good of an actress as kate winslet is right cameron diaz's facial expressions are all over the place always yeah which works in some movies yeah and it wasn't horrible in this i i wouldn't say that she, she didn't she held i thought that she held her own i agree i think that if it were if the the pairs were Jude Law and Kate Winslet and Jack Black and Cameron Diaz. And I'm a Jack Black fan. I think that everyone would hate the Jack Black and Cameron Diaz portion of the movie because right, those right. two need the Cameron Diaz needed Jude Law and Jack Black needed Kate Winslet right. to sort of cover the flaws yeah. of the other of the other actor. Mm-hmm. And I like I said, I think that Cameron Diaz held her own. I thought she was fine. Jack Black was I don't like the character. Jack Black is fine at playing that character. Yeah. Um but Kate Winslet is just next level. She's always next level. She has an openness to her face that I really like where you feel the joy and you feel like you would be friends with Iris, like that you would really love her. Well, the fact that Kate Winslet makes you feel like I've, like anyone would ever be friends with her that's like our level yeah. shows that she's a great actress. She is. I really, <laughs> I really think she's wonderful. 
What about Jude Law? Jude Law's great. He, I thought that he was the heart and soul of the four of the four of them. Honestly, I thought that he. I, the thing that I really liked about him was his character arc. Mm-hmm. I liked that he comes in and he's drunk, and like he's he. The, the one good thing is that like he went to his sister's house, so that's yeah. like a good that's like a little hint that like he's actually a decent yeah. dude. But he comes across as broy, and, and he's like, like brash, and yeah. like when he's like flirting with Cameron Diaz, yeah. And then the next morning, he's like being kind of weird, and he's being like, "Oh, uh, you know, you said you would never fall," or you know, she's and he like, takes, "Oh, I'm... like a random phone call for it with a woman's name." And yeah, you're just like, uh. Yeah. yeah. And then once you find out like about his kids it like totally flips a switch with the character, but it's completely consistent with everything before. But the only question is like, who was watching the kids when he was, do we know? Well, he does mention that his, uh, like the grandparents help a lot. Okay. So maybe there was a sleepover or something. Yeah. 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 With, with grandma and grandpa. When he ended up like, (laughs) I'm pretty sure we know from the character that he's not just leaving his kids alone at home. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I like, I think that his sort of storyline and Arthur storyline, but of the main four, Jude Law's storyline is sort of the the linchpin that sort of puts into perspective the things that Cameron Diaz is searching for, that yeah, Amanda's searching right, for. Right. Um and I don't know. I think Jude Law's great. I don't He's a very underrated actor. I think he got um his image got caught up in the kind of scandalous paparazzi stuff of the early two thousands. Um, but he, if you look at like his body of work and what he's done and you actually watch those movies, I haven't seen either of his two Oscar nominated roles. Cold I, Mountain I, and what's the other and one? And Talented Mr. Ripley. Oh yeah. I watched part of it and then I was like, I am too young to watch this and turned it off. <laughs> Classic back Aaron again moment. when I was in high school. I've done that with so many movies. Um, and I still like all the movies that I've seen him in, he shows a lot of depth. He always adds to the movie he adds charm like even that. if you think like sherlock holmes like yeah as watson even the like fantastic beasts movie that yeah. he's that he's in where he's well i love i love the i said this to you the other day i love the idea that like 30 years after fantastic beasts it went from jude law to richard harris yeah he just and the giant white beard it, man. the merlin beard he's been through it <laughs> yeah. um and i i think that the holidays are a really good example of him being able to be serious being able to pull an audience in to root for him and to also be able to be goofy and silly like he is when he's with his daughters. And I think that that's a really, uh, really good skill. That being said, overall, in terms of the MVP conversation, the Brits carried this one. Easily. Yeah. He's And Arthur. Yeah. Um, so tell me about these characters, though. Or at least one that you hate. <sighs> I... I know we got the whole Miles thing and we got the cast Jack Black and more rom-coms. And I'm not against casting Jack Black in other rom-coms. I, mean, no, I want to make that clear up top. I don't have any problem with Jack Black being cast in this. I love Jack Black. Uh, when uh, people ask me what my favorite movie is now, I say School of Rock. Period. Period. There's Jack Black is great. Like, I have, again. He's amazing. He's my one of my, maybe my favorite part in Anchorman. Oh, um, he, he's Bernie he was great in. Do you know what he was good in? Uh, Apollo. Uh... Apollo Ten and a Half. Yeah. 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 Which is all uh, no another Richard Linklater, Linklater movie. movie. Jack Black is great. Miles. <laughs> <laughs> Miles is that uh, yeah, milady, <laughs> the milady guy. You know what I mean with the fedora. <laughs> He's the guy that. Back in 2006, I don't think was a thing. No, but it be- definitely became a thing. Now he's the guy that wears a fedora 
and he is like, yeah, he is trying to be like, I'm I'm the chivalrous man, and yes. I'm a lady. How are you doing? Uh, and then he'll like complain online to his buddies that he's friend zoned yeah. and use that term and use the like. Oh, Maggie hooked up with the other guy. Nice guys always finish last. If only she knew I was really the guy that was looking out for her. And it's like, but you're not. You know right. what I mean? Right. Like it's one of those type of guys, and he does ex- give off that energy majorly. In this <laughs> he movie, really does. Which I didn't notice until this go around because when I first watched it, it wasn't like that wasn't really a thing. Yeah, yeah. He. It's just the way that he kind of. The one moment where I was like, "Are you kidding me?" So. Iris goes through this whole training regimen with Arthur to get him ready for the for the gala, to get him ready to be the keynote speaker. Yeah, she's so sweet. She's great. He's great. Yeah. That's the love story to me in that on that yeah, part of yes. the on that part of the the storyline. And I love that little addition. I think that's so sweet. Yeah. And I think it sets it apart from the other one. Like they they made them two separate stories. So he, she puts in all this work and like they go they have their little fight or whatever and he's not going to, you know, he does the thing with Maggie, she does the thing with uh Jasper. And she's at she helps um, Arthur to the stage, and he you know he walks down with her. He's up there talking, mm-hmm. freaking. She's crying, freaking. Miles comes in late. He's late, number one. He's late. He, he runs in. Yeah, in the middle of the speech, <laughs> he runs in and he's like, "Oh, oh, how, how's it going? I'm back." Like, and Arthur's literally talking right. Yeah, now. and she, she's looking at Arthur, and then she she like. Again, crying, and she's like, "This is the like the, the happiest I've ever been in my life," or something like that. Yeah. And then he's just like, "So anyway, like," and he just starts You're talking going to date? her. Yeah, he's talking to her in the middle. He's like, "Oh, I, I broke up with Maggie or whatever," and she's like, like uh, "Okay." Yeah, if Arthur's still talking. Her project, this thing that she put in so much work into, not even and her, became just her a, project, a good like, friend with. Yeah, her good friend. That she is the reason why he accepted this and that we're all here and it's the culmination of everything. And he's putting behind all the the sort of disgruntled feelings he had towards Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And Miles comes in and he's talking to her. He's saying, oh, I've never been to England. Like, he's doing this whole thing like <laughs> while, while Arthur is giving this speech. Yeah. And then he's like kissing her. Yeah. Like, what are we doing here, Miles? Like, We're Miles truthers here, I think, here. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Jack Black played... Jack Black's the perfect actor for oh, that role. Oh, he's great. He's a, but, I mean, even for that role, like, he's the perfect... Yeah. Of, of anyone in Hollywood, I can't think of anybody better for that role than yeah, Jack Black. Yeah, Jimmy Fallon also auditioned for it. Okay, yeah. And yeah. Robert Downey Jr. for... Uh, Jude Law's part. Jude Law's. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He's... Oh, man. Sorry. Go back and watch the scene with uh, Arthur given the speech. Yeah. And just tell me that that Miles doesn't rub you the wrong way. Here's my thing too with the the Iris Miles storyline that I didn't really connect with is that with Iris, she has been in a place where the love of her life that she really was into and like dating and the whole thing, he did not want to be with her. Jasper. Yes. He didn't want to be with her. He ended up getting engaged to another co-worker. Like, he was treating her really poorly. And she felt really less than. What I would have hoped for, if you were going to go with a romantic storyline, I would have been fine if it was just her and Arthur and she kind of finds that... Totally. Whatever. I'm good with that. Totally. But if you're going to put in a romantic storyline, I would prefer somebody who is obsessed with her and is like, in a good way, where he's like, I love... 
Irish. She's amazing. Like she's the perfect woman. And it like, and actually pursues her and wants to be with her. And it's very obvious from the start. The Miles storyline is not that he has this like beautiful actress girlfriend or what? I don't know if she's an actress, but like she is, she is aspiring, beautiful, actress. aspiring. Actress she's like, girlfriend. Oh, what's she been in? And he's like, Oh, you know, like, yeah, uh, <laughs> she's and, got an agent. And, <laughs> and it's, uh, and he only stops being with her because she's with some other guy and he sees it. Right. And then the second she calls, he immediately goes to her. Right. Okay. So even after that, yeah. Okay. You guys broke up. But you didn't really pursue Iris. Iris kind of did the same thing with with uh, Jasper when he came by. Yeah, but at the same time, I would have liked to see somebody like I would like to see her storyline be like different and have a guy actually chase her. And I get now that you're saying that it kind of makes sense. Like Miles had the same thing sort of happen. Yeah. But still, I kind of wish that I would have that if there was going to be a romantic storyline with Iris. Okay. Well, the other thing that I hated about Miles was the the boob gray scene oh yeah when he like talks about it and he's like yeah. so awkward he is awkward and it's played for him being like funny but it's like dude oh <laughs> stop cringe, stop very cringy. <laughs> yeah that was it miles was cringy in this movie i'm sorry i'm sorry miles stands <laughs> <laughs> it's not me um so which house would you have preferred to stay in for a christmas to new year's holiday amanda's beautiful uh modern la pad or iris's uh british surrey cottage cottage why because first of all it's not in la sorry katie i'm sure you're listening (laughs) (laughs) uh i just would rather live in the freaking london like countryside or the you know the the british countryside than i would in la okay i would probably agree but there's more character to it yeah sure but it doesn't have that big pool in the back the problem that i have is that the car stops you have to walk like half a mile to the cottage i don't know about all that yeah and it's like snowing and all that i don't know but yeah i agree i mean it's so quaint it's so cute um jude law randomly shows up at your door i wish yeah i mean that's a bonus (laughs) um i do wish that i would have gotten more in town scenes there i'm sure that that's that would have been a good thing to probe but the movie was already 136 minutes long um yeah and i i think that i would have enjoyed that like especially in nancy myers interior right. like of which all the again, shops in town like oh my gosh which again feels like a hallmark movie turned up to 11 yeah totally um but i understand why that yeah. could not happen um would you want to go to another place for the holidays? Would you ever want to do a, not a house swap, but like, would you ever want to spend from like Christmas to New Year's somewhere else? Yeah, I don't know where, but yeah, absolutely. I would never do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do that? Because I think it's cool. I think it's a great time of year, and I think that it adds to whatever experience that you're going to be having, no matter okay. where you go. See, my holidays are booked up. Christmas Eve, I go to next door grandma's and then i go to aunt sue's and then on christmas oh and i go to kaylee's usually for breakfast although we're doing gina's this year and then on christmas we have people come here and then we go to my mom's like i'm booked i mean what do you want i mean you could you could take a you could take one christmas and do it in berlin or something how am i supposed to watch dick clark's new year's rock and eve if i'm in berlin a VPN and some streaming. Yeah, exactly. There's no answer. <laughs> it would be like 5 a.m. I would not do that. I would go in 
in a heartbeat. I say this as the person who actually was in a different country on New Year's from Christmas to New Year's one yeah. year, a little after Christmas, but I spent New Year's Eve in London. Yeah. So how was it? Um, we were on the tube when it went off. We we missed the fireworks. There you go. So there you go. <laughs> I would do it in a heartbeat. <laughs> anyway, okay. Last question here. Which profession is more rom-com to you? The weddings columnist for a newspaper or a movie trailer creator? Probably the weddings yes, columnist Yes, that's the person. correct answer. But but I think there is a, definitely an honorable mention for the movie trailer creator. I mean, that I like that little thing, too. What's the that line was that funny. You, what's the line that Jude Law says? Yeah. Oh, he says this, like, silly little line about, like, a book editor from London and a movie trailer creator from L.A. We're worlds apart. And it's like... Like, uh, what? <laughs> but it's also like, you two are two of, like, the most beautiful people on planet Earth. You are you'll not... You'll figure it you out. You are like, not you'll be worlds okay. apart. Like, you will be okay, I promise. <laughs> so true. Um, yeah, I, that's funny. But I love that they're actual, like, legit rom-com professions I oh love yeah that yeah yeah it's so good. they are like preposterously specific it's so good i love it <laughs> yep are you done with your questions i'm done okay is nancy myers the best children's tent designer of all time oh easily there's a scene with graham and amanda and graham's kids in like the tent in their Gorgeous. room and there's like it's like Most a beautiful place more beautiful than any place i've ever lived in my life it's like a full bedroom inside the tent yeah, it's amazing. And it's like white. It's like the the like a very specific cream. shade of cream. Very cream color. Yeah. Like it's hilarious. And I was like, this is the most Nancy Myers moment. They took the really expensive linens to yeah. make that. Yeah. yeah. What was it? What's his job again? He's a book editor. A book editor. He's a book editor and he's he's got enough money for this like crazy setup. Man, you saw that house. It's gorgeous. Insane. Where do they get this money from? It's like the uh mm-hmm. the HGTV meme where it's like, oh, I'm a I'm a snorkeler and my oh for house hunters <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah my husband is a is a part time juggler our, our uh, budget three million dollars yeah <laughs> yeah totally shout out to my part time jugglers um, we know right. a few we do we know at least one uh, who is sort of piggybacking off of one of your questions who is your favorite or the most relatable character of the four um, Iris is you think so. Yep, and then I also like Jude Law's character. I was going to say Graham is the most relatable for yeah. me. Yeah, I like Iris and Graham, which might be based on the acting performances. Maybe, but also just Graham. I feel the I feel the 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 vibe with the dad vibe. The dad vibe. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm like, man, There's a little panic dad vibe there like, with the with the napkin on his face. Yeah, Mr. Napkin Head. Mr. Yeah. Napkin Head. Like, I'm like a few. My son being able to put together sentences away from being Mr. Napkin Head. Oh, you had, you put a napkin on your head today at, at brunch. I went to tie it in a bandana, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I, He was I, acting wild tonight, and was, you like you did WWE with him. I was rolling around the floor with him oh, for yeah. like in his, three in hours. In his diaper. Oh, like, yeah. Oh he he pulled off his shirt and pants today and was <laughs> jumping on me in his diaper. <laughs> then he tried to pull the diaper off, and I was like, okay, no, no, no. It's bedtime. It's bedtime. <laughs> It's crazy. <laughs> we gotta get out of there. He yeah. was like, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he's so <bad>. screaming." <laughs> yeah. So Graham, yeah, yeah I'm gonna go that's with pretty Graham. Good. That's pretty good. Which couple has the better story? Because we like we like Graham, and yeah. we like Iris. I think that if you're going with couple, what? it's what? Okay, how about does who has the better story between Iris and Amanda? 
I don't know. I actually think they kind of equal out. Just counting counting the Arthur stories. Yeah, because I think Iris and Arthur stories were really great. Um, but the Jasper stuff is ugh. And the um, uh, the Miles stuff I don't love either. I hate the Jasper stuff. But I th- you're supposed to hate the Jasper stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's totally. Yeah, but at least Ed Burns doesn't show back up after right. him and Amanda broke up. You know? Right. Not that there's anything wrong with Ed Burns. but Jasper is like reprehensible like he's just so hateable he's so hateable so he does his job right but the mile stuff as we've talked about is kind of whatever but the one thing i will say they did right with jack black is he's obviously in this type of movie the least experienced yeah and the least even though this was kate winslet and jude law's kind of first foray into they just have more acting chops yeah jack black what they did well was they hid him in that story yeah middle of the movie with uh, behind Eli Wallach and Kate Winslet. And once he's sort of in the story, Kate Winslet's able fully a fully formed character and is able to kind of pull Jack Black along with her and sort of um sort of cover up his weaknesses. Yeah. And I thought that even though I don't like the character, I thought that they did a really good job of not not really hiding him. That's not the right word, but like right. making sure that he's protected. And for emphasizing things that he does do well. Like yeah. he did have scenes where he could kind of pull out the funny and and the and, music and the music. Exactly. So I, I thought that they did a good job with that. Um, Amanda, I mean, I think that the Graham storyline was great. I like he's finally Graham is a great a, a worthy, significant other character. Yes. In the movie. Yes. Um, I do find Cameron Diaz's performance to be a little bit one note. Yeah. Um, where it's very clear, like Kate Winslet said, I think that she like really studied like old rom coms, like His Girl Friday, like which she is was, funny because that's what her character was doing. Yeah, like she was like watching like old Catherine Hepburn movies, and you could tell like it's very it's a very nuanced performance. You've got the physical comedy part of those old things, plus the, kind of the classiness, whatever. I felt that Amanda at times would just be like, ah, oh my gosh, she's a wacky blonde American. Like, oh, like all the time and i'm yeah. like or like oh, 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 like freaking yeah. out and i'm just like Ugh. that's what i meant before when i said like her face is always moving too yeah and like she doesn't talk she doesn't act like a real person acts i think that she acts like an actress but i think that a lot of the the things are choices so i'm not oh, wait, gonna 100 like, is a choice i'm not gonna say nancy like, myers oh, I, I nancy myers like said she, nancy myers said she wrote these roles with these four people in mind right so i think cameron diaz like Made choices and did, you know, like, I don't think she was bad. No, um, like I said, she held her own. She right. looked, she didn't, she didn't, to me, she didn't take away from the movie. Right. But I just, I, I didn't love that storyline as much yeah. as maybe I would have otherwise. Yeah. If she had held up her end of the bargain in terms of her character. Right. Like the, the, the character arc. Right. Exactly. Uh, then it would have accented Graham's character arc, mm-hmm. which was great. Right. Okay. Can we talk about Dustin Hoffman? Yeah. That's honestly immediately shot up my ranks of the best cameos I've ever seen in my life. It's so good. And it's not talked about a lot. No. Yeah. So they're in, when they're in blockbuster, uh, Iris and miles, miles is doing his thing. And like, he's, he's going through, going down the aisles and he's picking out this movie and talking about the score because he's the, like the music guy. And he's, he pulls out, um, the graduate and he starts like singing it. He starts singing like Mrs. Robinson and like the, that whole part of the soundtrack. And then, it just cuts over to Dustin Hoffman, who's like randomly in the aisle, like looking at a movie to check out. And he just goes, he just, it's like the most, it comes from his heart. He just goes, you can't go anywhere. 
Yeah. He just looks back at what he's doing, and it just cuts away, and you never see Dustin Hoffman again. It's so good. Like, he... It's the delivery on the line for me. Yeah, he's the best. He just... Like, you can tell he's felt that before. And, like, that comes... it all the time. That comes from an absolutely real place in his heart. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there's so much disgust in it. Yeah, I loved it. So, basically, what I'm trying to say... What I was going to try to say was, like, he... The other thing, too, is that I'll just... I mean, I could just skip to trivia now because that was my last question. Great. Um, it's actually not... I have one more question, but I, but I will just talk about this real quick. Uh, he, apparently, Nancy Myers on, like, the T- Today Show or something that I watched, she said that Dustin Hoffman was eating lunch next door. He was not supposed to be in the movie. There was nothing written for him. And he popped in because he's friends with Nancy Myers. Uh, and he was like, oh, what are, you, what are you doing? What are you working on? And, like, she was telling him, and she was like, listen... Like, we're just going to get you in this scene. So he's wearing, like, a gray sweatshirt and, like, maybe, like, jeans. I forget. And his hair is, like, it looks good, but he's there's no makeup. There's nothing. She just threw him in the scene with no makeup, no, no, you, they didn't redress him. She was like, no, no, just get in there. And it really looks like it. When you look yeah. back, at, when you watch the scene, you're like, oh, he looks like it he's. It takes a second. Yeah. Like, oh, that's just an awful. You're like, oh, like, this is what he looks like when he's walking down the street. Yeah. Which is the perfect. Stuff. It's It's yeah. very realistic. And I just think it works so well. It's yeah. immediately one of my favorite cameos of all time. I love it. Up I there, love him. Up there with Bill Murray in Zombieland, which is more than a cameo. Classic. but Classic. Uh, yeah. So Garfield, what, maybe. Yeah. What was your biggest regret? <laughs> Garfield, maybe. <laughs> okay. What's your favorite, favorite holiday rom-com? Okay. I got a couple here. So, like, I'm not going to say love, actually, because every time I watch that movie, it gets worse and worse. <laughs> so here's some that are kind of, like, Netflixy. Okay. That I've seen sure, over the sure. past couple I, years. This is not my area of expertise, so it's go sort for it. of like a little bit of like an elevated hallmark, where it's a little elevated because you got names that you know a little bit more, and also it's not just all Lacey Schubert. I listen. I love Lacey the Queen. Mean, so, uh, not mean girls. Uh, mean girls. Yeah. yeah don't girls get queen? me wrong. I love me some Gretchen Wieners, but you the know, Queen of Hallmark. Besides the Queen of Hallmark here, um, it and it's also a li- it's a step up from the G rated stuff into PG thirteen. Yeah, you know, so in that category, um, over the past couple years, I've liked the Holiday, which is uh, Emma Roberts, and that one's not just for uh, like a holiday like like Christmas movie whatever, but it's like all the different holidays. Her and I forget who the guy is. Um, they like say, okay, we'll be each other's dates to all these different holidays. And it was actually really cute. Luke Bracey. Luke Bracey. There you go. And I really liked it. Um, Falling for Christmas, obviously. Oh, yeah. Because we Lindsay. love Lindsay. Go back and listen to our Falling for Christmas episode from last year. <laughs> My sister had it on um, last week, and it's it's good. It's really good. It was fun. I like that Lindsay's movie. Lindsay's the best. And um, Love Hard is also really fun. Um, Sequel to Walk Hard? Uh-huh. Sequel to Walk Hard? No, it's supposed to be like Die Hard. Oh, okay, um, okay. And it's... Um, can you look up the cast? It's I forget who the guy is. Love Hard. Yeah, Love Hard. Um, Jimmy O Yang is the guy, and yep. Nina Dobrev. I watched yep. that. I I wasn't watching, but I was working on. I was doing work when you and Kaylee and your family were watching it the one year. I liked it a lot. I thought it was really really good. Um, of course, are they going to be like, oh, wow, these are really great awardsy movies? No, no. But they're really fun, and they're truly rom coms. Um. Another one that I really liked from back in the day is uh, Just Friends. Okay. Which is uh, Ryan Reynolds, Anna Faris, Amy Smart. Um, and that's a, a really fun one. That leans much more heavily into the comedy part of it. Oh, boy. I just saw the poster. Yeah. 
Um, but it's really, really funny, and I love, I love that movie. <laughs> and it's a holiday movie, uh, like it's a true Christmas movie. Is it? Yes. Uh, he like goes back to New Jersey. There you go. For uh, for the holidays, and he's like now this like big agent in Hollywood or whatever, and he brings Anna Ferris, who's like his like wannabe pop star girlfriend. And uh, he ends up reconnecting with like his high school crush back when he was a less Ryan Ryan Reynoldsy looking high yeah, schooler. If you watch, if you look at the poster, yeah. And uh, who's the uh, the guy for Chris Klein? Yes, he's in it, and he plays a really uh, like a high school rival that is also trying to date Amy Smart's character. Oh, okay, it's really really fun. We'll have to watch it. Maybe. <laughs> no, it's really good. I promise. Um, I found I had a little bit of trouble coming up with like classic like rom coms that because I haven't seen White that Christmas. Movie. I haven't seen it. Some of them that I thought of were this isn't really Christmas. Elf. Not an elf fan. Chris, this isn't really Christmas, but like when Harry Met Sally takes part of it takes place Christmas New uh, Year's. Yeah, that one's kind of iffy, but it's I mean it's just a, it's enough of a classic for me to just say such a good movie. Um, The Apartment. That's like sad, but it's not. It is though, but it's not. I watched it. and I was like, "Why is this movie sad?" I it had a different tone than I thought it was going yeah. to. Yeah, but it definitely is a romantic comedy that takes place at Christmas. Yeah, sure. Um, then I got some that were like some aren't really comedies, but they're Christmas movies, and some aren't really romantic, but they're Christmas movies. Yeah. Like Bad Santa's not really romantic, but Lauren it, Graham. It's there is a ro- there is a relationship subplot, <laughs> but bromance. Thurman yeah, Merman. Yeah, Thurman Merman. Uh, and I love Bad Santa. It's not great. Okay, it's not that good. But I love it. Uh, <laughs> the Thurman Merman stuff is great. Thurman Merman stuff is genius. When he gets obsessed with like the peanut butter sandwiches or whatever. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> I I do like that. And then like, there's some great Christmas movies that are like not comedies. Like like Little Women is takes part of it takes place at Christmas. There's uh, romance. There is. There's funny parts. Wasn't there? Mm, Bob Odenkirk. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like it's a wonderful life it's not a comedy no but it has funny parts but it's also a romance like a life romance he's like you want the moon you know? i'll, I'll yeah. lasso the moon for you yeah and uh carol carol is not a comedy no at all but it's a christmas movie and it's a romance it's a christmas movie it's a romance and it is the epitome of how i would like if i had to say a movie that represents 1950s vintage christmas decorations it's carol yeah it's Carol. That's a great movie. So what I learned from from my own question and my answers to that question is that I have to explore more of these movies. Yeah. And isn't that part of the journey? Of course. Isn't that the Christmas spirit? Always. Absolutely. All right. Tom's what top about five the Grinch? Which one? The Jim Carrey one. I don't... Jim Carrey... He loves Christine Baranski. I just... Don't we all? We all do. <laughs> Let's face it. We all love Christine Baranski. <laughs> I just Jim Carrey. I got to be in the right mindset for Jim Carrey. Okay, the Grinch slaps though. Okay, I just, mean, just gotta say. So it. does the Weekends album Dawn so, FM, like, which he's like the MC of for some reason. A lot of my students are really into the Grinch too. Okay, like it's like the Grinch is having a comeback. I got nothing for you there, to be honest. Our son's meeting him tomorrow. Yes. All right, Tom's top five trivia. I already talked about uh, Dustin the Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman stuff. Number two. The interior sets for Amanda's house were built on a soundstage and cost approximately $1 million without exterior walls, roof, plumbing, heating, and electricity. She just like Airbnb to house. That's part of Airbnb wasn't really. I mean, I guess if like the home swapping was a thing. Yeah. Then Airbnb. 
Nancy doesn't do it like that, though. No. Nancy said, we're building it from the ground up. She That's said. why it was $85 million, probably. Yeah. That's that $1 million right there. Cundy, yeah. It's 80, 80 million for Cundy, one for the interior. And then you got four to work with, <laughs> or three to work with. Yeah, Jude Law worked on this one for about 400K. You know, you do the SAG minimum, $1,000 a day. Number three. Within Hollywood, Nancy Myers is known for doing a rather large number of retakes for any given scene. And during the shooting for this movie... How at, Kubrick of her. I was just thinking that. At the end of a large number of retakes for one particular segment of the newspaper Christmas party scene, which is like the first scene in the movie... Yeah. Kate Winslet aroused a good-natured laugh from everyone on set when, after the end of what she felt was a particularly good take following another long series of takes, she dropped to her knees in front of a table, clasped, clasped her hands together on the tabletop, and began to pantomime a prayer for that to be the last take of the segment. <laughs> uh. Could you imagine, like, Shelley Duvall did that in front of Kubrick on uh, The Shining? She <laughs> that would not end well. <laughs> Number four. Nancy Myers specifically wrote the role of Miles for Jack Black after seeing his performance in School of Rock. There you go. Yeah. And if you want to be the teacher's friend. <laughs> School of Rock, my favorite movie of all time. And number five, there is a scene in which Cameron Diaz and Jude Law are chasing one another in a field after having lunch, which features a Bossa Nova style piece from the musical score. I love Bossa Nova. Shout out Turtle Beans. Yep. Our local coffee shop. Nancy Myers was so intent on having the scene in the film as a tribute to similar scenes featured in the films of Rock Hudson and Doris Day. Ah. Myers was so intent on having the right music for the scene that composer Hans Zimmer actually named the piece for Nancy. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Hans Zimmer did not have to go that hard. The score in this movie is insane. It's it's like unhinged. It's completely unhinged. Parts. It's like, like it's unnecessary at it, parts. It was, but I do like that refrain, that little like. Yeah. It, it's melodramatic enough to work for this movie it works hans zimmer like don't even don't talk about hans listen hans zimmer you know what i'm not i'm not there you go that's all you need to know i'm not he didn't have to go that hard <laughs> i just love that hans but he zimmer, did it for us i just love that hans zimmer did like inception and he did like i just love his range what's wrong with the holiday i didn't say anything was wrong with the holiday made 205.8 million dollars on an 85 million dollar budget like what do you want and half of that went to Cundy. like i don't know what else you want here. <laughs> i guess the other half went to hans <laughs> okay and then yeah for casting we mentioned that robert downey jr auditioned to play graham yeah. and my uh jimmy fallon auditioned to play miles mm -hmm. downey said we both got called in just as seat fillers myers needed someone to read with the gals and we're just sitting there going it's about to happen for us and i was like uh, I've got to have a better ac British accent than Jude Law at this point. And Winslet said, that was the worst British accent I've ever heard. <laughs> She's wild. And I was like, I'll check out now, but I'm taking the gummy bears from the mini bar. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. Robert Downey Jr., he's doing fine. He did all right. Just he's going to get an Oscar nomination in a couple months, so he he's is. good. And just two years after this, he exploded in uh iron, iron man. man and then tropic thunder he was nominated yeah you're so, right like this was like right before his comeback it was yeah it was but yeah. as i mentioned because now like i'm not saying that he would get it over jude law like for a particularly british part but like robert john jr is a huge guy now that like probably doesn't have to audition for stuff yeah. at all yeah well i mean clearly i think for this nancy myers was doing her due diligence because like i said she wrote it for these four people sure. apparently Sure. Uh, that's what she said. And that's what Kate Winslet said, too. Kate Winslet said that like they hung out while she was writing. Um, and Nancy Myers said that she, Kate Winslet did like one of the scenes from Something's Gotta Give. She just like did the Diane Keaton part of the scene. It's a great movie. Imagine like just hanging out with these people, what it must be like. No. 
I'm 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 a little person. I don't know. I don't. You know. I don't know the big stuff. I, like, I'm not cool enough for that. Like, I'm just gonna break out into something from like Saving Private Ryan randomly during one of our next conversations. <laughs> I could do that with some things. Yeah, I could, but none of them will be like, like hardcore acting like diane keaton and something's got to give it's like when she sees jack nicholson at the restaurant with the other girl and she's like going to catch the cab or whatever oh that's good stuff um i love and then she was like i'm gonna write this for kate winslet yeah (laughs) uh what else i got some no oh so roger ebert didn't do a review for this because this was like right when he got re-diagnosed with cancer so he had he was not working um i think roper gave it a good review but i'm not 100 percent sure uh but either way Raj. Yeah, I think he did actually. I think he liked it. Yeah. Um, what other notes do I have? Oh, when Iris shows up in LA in the beginning, she's like very like like deer in headlights, like like doe eyed kind of thing. It really reminded me of Mulholland Drive. Yeah. The beginning of Mulholland Drive, which yeah. is like is when Naomi Watts shows up in Hollywood and she's like so like taken aback by like the glitz and the glamour and it totally sort of spins on its head by as the movie goes on. But it is interesting how many things we watch that feel not necessarily inspired by Mulholland Drive, but definitely in remind general. us of that movie. Yeah, I don't know if that was a reference to Mulholland Drive or anything. Or maybe it might have been a reference to like just old romantic comedies. And in yeah. fact, Mulholland Drive might have been referencing right. old Poss- romantic comedies. Possible. I just, when I watched that movie, I like got it. Mulholland Drive? Yeah. You did. You told me what was going on. I like got it. And I'm like, I'm so smart. Yeah. I wouldn't <laughs> have got there if you didn't, if you didn't tell me. Yeah. Yeah. It was a wild movie. Wild movie. That's not for kids. No, that won't. We probably won't be doing that on this podcast, at least anytime soon. <laughs> uh, the real villain in this movie is the chauffeur who makes Amanda walk like five miles down to the cottage, yeah, like the rolling her suitcase in the snow. Yeah. In the beginning, he's like, "Nope, sorry, got to stop here. See you later. Can't turn around down there. Good luck." <laughs> uh, the soundtrack is so 2006. Yeah. Very Mr. Much Brightside so. and "Are You Gonna Be My Girl" by Jet. And let go by let go. Fru-Fru, you know that band? Yeah. It's very Grey's Anatomy. And an extended scene of Cameron Diaz dancing to Mr. Brightside. Yeah. Yeah. It's very 2006, man. Yeah. Um. What else? What else? What else? I have a couple more. Jude Law having kids named Sophie and Olivia is so ahead of its time. It's very ahead of its time. They're like, or at least Sophia and Olivia are like two of the top like five names right now, right? Yeah. Name Barry. Has been for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Not it, Sophie probably less so than Sophia, but still up there, right? You, I still count it. Yeah. Like because close it, enough. it's close enough. And Sophie is definitely it reads more British. Yeah. Like that true. was a very popular true name in England for sure. Now like the big names, just in case you're wondering. Um yes, of course you've got your um Sophia, Olivia, Isabella, like Emma. I'm literally looking at the top ten right now, and those I'm are all listing four of them all are, of them. Yeah. Um. Evelyn. Yep. Harper. Not top ten. Not top ten. Charlotte. No. Yes. Yeah. What else? You're missing Amelia. Yeah. Did you say Isabella? Yeah. Ava. Yeah. Mia. Yeah. And Luna. Yeah. There's your top ten right there. Mm-hmm. But if you're gonna be ahead of your time, like he would maybe name his daughters Maeve and Isla. Those now? are the two like up and coming ones okay. that we're seeing a lot more. Um. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sure. I'm really into names. <laughs> what else we got? Does it bother you like it bothers me when characters speak to themselves while they're alone? No, because I do that. I literally wrote, maybe it's because I don't do that. I do that all the time. 
Like they all the time. They do it constantly in this movie. Amanda and Iris both do it constantly. I very much have an inner dialogue with myself that becomes outer dialogue. Mine sometimes. very rarely does. Do you hear me talk to myself sometimes? No, not oh, really. Good. That's good. <laughs> Maybe it's actually inside. Only when you sleep. Oh no. no I'm just kidding. Oh, no. <laughs> and my last one. There's one crying in the club moment in this movie. Tell me what it is. Crying in the club? Yes. Like why am I crying in the club right yes. now? Yes. What is it? It's when Arthur shows up to the the theater and they're oh God, all wait, giving wait. him a huge standing well, this ovation. Is, this is the thing, though. He doesn't want to go because he's thinking nobody's going to show up. Right. And then they show up and they he's get, obsolete and yeah, he's old. And they get to the lobby and it looks like it's going to be a ghost town. Like yeah. there's nobody in the lobby. And then it happens. Why yeah. am I crying in the club right now? That's the crying in the club moment of this, so of this true. movie. <laughs> that is so true. I did feel my heart soar a little bit. Maybe it was because of Hans, though. Yeah, it could have been the the big... <laughs> did they play that during that scene? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I hope so. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's, that's the part. I wrote, it's when Arthur gets a huge standing O walking into the theater. And like... Not a dry eye in the house or like, in our house. Kate Winslet's like... Look, like hands over her mouth. And she looks gorgeous. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And Miles is like 15 minutes late. Yeah. Miles is like stuck in traffic. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And then he walks on the stage by himself. Yeah. With a little pep in his step. Yeah. Oh, love Arthur. Not as, uh, never mind. No. You know what I'm talking about? No. Oh, I was going to say he did better than Chevy Chase did. <laughs> That's not nice. <laughs> Chevy Chase isn't nice, so I don't feel bad. That's that's very um of the time. Oh yeah, that's look a, up. That's very much a current event. Look up Chevy Chase, December twenty twenty three, and you'll see if you, you find out what so I'm talking rude. about. Um, okay, that's all I got. That's uh that's the holiday. We've been doing at this for a while, so yeah. that's yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Does the holiday make baby's first watch list? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this one relatively inoffensive. I mean, not quite yet. There's a little bit of suggest suggestiveness over on the uh, mm-hmm. Amanda Graham side of things, oh, especially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, sure, why not? I don't really have any desire to rewatch this, but you know, I'm not going to fight it either. You know, it is what it is. We it need her brie dip. It was a fine movie. Yeah, <laughs> baked brie dip in the holiday. Why not? Uh, okay, so next week we, oh, the return of a beloved guest. That's right. We will be doing Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets with Uncle Alex. Yay. The Sorcerer's Stone episode was our most played of last year. That's pretty cool. So hopefully if you enjoyed when Uncle Alex was on for Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, you will rejoin us when we tackle the Basilisk, Tom Riddle. The Alex whole, is such a vibe. natural. He is. He's better every than guest, both of us. Every guest that we've had on has been a natural. Has been better than us. Yeah. So what are we supposed to do about Have that? Have more guests on <laughs> Maybe people will listen to our podcast if we had more guests on. <laughs> well, that's for next week. Okay, yeah. So this was the holiday. We hope you will join us next week at Hogwarts for Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Yeah. I was about to do Dumbledore, but like, did you put your name in a couple of files? <laughs> that's not yet. <laughs> I was, but I was about to say, did you open the Chamber of Secrets? <laughs> <laughs> yep. So Jude Law, uh, formerly the... Uh, the younger version of Richard Harris in Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. So we will see you next week. All right. Goodbye. Bye.